There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to the Get Lit Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, and this is your high vibe, no bullshit, fortnightly dose of inspiration, motivation, and empowerment to help you shush your inner critic, break through your limiting beliefs, build up your self-worth, get out of your own way, and fearlessly step into your power, giving you the success and confidence to live your most lit up life. Through this podcast, we hope to give you actionable tools to take away and show you success stories that show you the way. This is for the dreamer, the believer, the go-getter, and the inspired. Time to get lit. Hi, Hayley. Hi, Becky. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Um, I'm really excited to have you here today um, and to be doing our second guest episode. Um, For those of you who are listening, um, you would have seen that we've already done one. We are plodding these in between some of the episodes where you guys get the opportunity to actually call in, have a live coaching call with me, talk me through anything you're struggling with, ask me any questions and also share what you guys have overcome and learn and um, really got to grips with in your own life that you can share and help others. This is kind of like the perfect way for anyone who is wanting to or thinking about applying. This is the kind of perfect way to get answers, but also really help others who are kind of sitting in the same space as you. So I am really excited about today's episode because some of the initial things, so when anyone applies to be on the podcast, we kind of have you fill in a form as to what it is that you're struggling with. We don't talk about it, we don't practice it, but I at least get an idea. And this one I think today, I think it's going to really hit home with a lot of our audience, a lot of our listeners, um, with things that they struggle with too. And it's kind of a conversation I've really wanted to have. So it's perfect timing. So thank you. Definitely thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. So tell me firstly a little bit about your yourself um a little bit of some of the things you've overcome and why you're calling today and what you really want to discuss and like have answers to yeah so like i said thanks for having me um i'll give you a bit of background uh just so you've got some context uh so basically two and a bit years ago i moved over to england from australia my husband's british um so we always decided sort of we decided that's what we were, were, were going to do. Um, and in Australia, I was um, really independent. I had a big social life, my friends and family. I was studying, I was working. So always on the go um, and really suited my personality because um, I love I being on the go, being busy. Um, I was playing basketball a lot. So just really busy, hectic. So when I moved to England, it was probably the first time I was, um, well, I had no distractions and I had time to really think about um, who I was and sort of be with myself. And I didn't really like my own company when I first moved. Um, I struggled a lot when I moved as well, um, just because of all those things. I had no independence. I felt sort of like I was just here and I didn't know what I was doing. So I went to, to speak to someone professionally about it. And they said, oh, I think you might be a highly sensitive person. And I was like, what on earth is that? And they gave me a book to read by Elaine Aron. It's called The Highly Sensitive Person, um, How to Thrive When the World Overwhelms You. Um, and I was like, okay. So I read this. And, and basically it, it changed my life because I realized I was a highly sensitive person. What that is, it's someone with um, a highly sensitive nervous system. And there's about 15 to 20% of people in the world are highly sensitive people. And it means that you're more um, you're more aware of the subtleties in your environment, and you're also more 
easily overwhelmed by um, overstimulating environments. So like big crowds is really overwhelming because there's a lot of people, a lot of noise, um, sirens, like if sirens go past the extra extra like loud um, bright noises caffeine sugar those type of things alcohol affects you more so your your whole nervous system is different to other people and I always felt that I was sort of different but I didn't know why um, I was always quite you know I just always felt felt different to other people um, so that for me explained a whole a whole lot of things and filled a big um, puzzle piece in my life yeah. um, and I think not that you should be labeling yourself but I just think when you get um, an answer or you sort of know know why you do something that's that's sort of power in itself so for me that was a big life changer and just made me feel like I wasn't different it just explained something and um, so after that I sort of did um, a personality audit because I thought if I was unaware of this for like 20 odd years what else am I not aware of yeah. and so I was like right well, what else am I doing that is not aligned with who I want to be um, and that sort of is where I started looking at my habits and why, why sort of I maybe did things. And um, a lot of the habits for me that played a big role in my life was, was people pleasing, procrastination, um, it was perfectionism. And that sort of linked to my me being a highly sensitive person because they were almost like coping me mechanisms for, for that. And, and I created those unconsciously to help me cope with being a highly sensitive person. So that was the first thing, identifying what the hell was going on with, yeah. with me and, and who I was. Um, and then slowly looking at these habits and, and where they showed up. So a big part of why I wanted to speak to you, Becky, is about these habits and how if you're not aware of them, they can drive who you are and they, they don't align with who you want to be yeah. necessarily if you just sort of let them carry on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love to speak to you about those type of things and get your Okay, well, yeah. let's go back a bit firstly. So guys, if you're listening to this, Definitely for the people pleasers of the world, the <laughs> procrastinators, the perfectionists, and those. I think people pleasing is is an incredibly interesting topic. Um, but I want to go back to the highly sensitive person. So yeah. when you discovered this, so firstly, what can I just say? Amazing work that you've clearly already done, and the journey that you've already been on, and the awareness that you already have. Um, so hats off to you for that because you know I, I I wasn't even aware of I know highly sensitive people but I wasn't aware of the the nervous system elements where and I'm I'm absolutely one of those people alcohol I'm just such a yeah. sensitive being I knew that I didn't know it was a thing um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you actually a little question so when you discovered that now when you discovered that you were like a highly sensitive person how hard was that then for you have you thought and i want to talk back about these habits and these things and was there something that happened to you do you believe or was there a reason for this or do you think that um it is just a natural state so from the learning that you have kind of done around this is it literally down to your nervous system because i being me and getting excited here would also <laughs> like to ask a question to you as to would you say that you're quite an aware person and that you've been quite perhaps spiritually conscious or a conscious being for 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 a while i'm gonna just like ask that question i'm gonna drop that penny because <laughs> it might relate to some people who are listening and this obviously might not because there are obviously other reasons as to why we people please and become mm -hmm. perfectionists and we'll go into that a little bit later but i just want to ask you that question off the back like when you found that out was there a reason in your mind as to why you think that happened or did it kind of make sense yeah, well, actually, a, a bit of both. So when I first found out, it explained, um, for me, it, it made complete sense because I remember being a child um, and my mum was always like, you were, you were seven years old and you're worrying about really weird, strange things. Like, I'd worry about such little things. Like, if we were going on a, on a family trip away, I'd, I'd ask if we'd have enough petrol and just things that you're, you're a normal <laughs> child probably wouldn't ask. Um, but that's because you do, you do pick a you do think about the subtleties and you do think about things um, that I guess other people maybe wouldn't be aware of. But then as I've been researching, I've also read that it can be because of, of certain traumas can, can make you become a highly sensitive person almost sort of your physiology excuse yeah. me, um, can change. Um, if, if something in your childhood happens that makes you almost, um, I mean, I don't, I don't exactly know what could have happened um, in, in my childhood, but when you're, when you're so, um, I guess when you're so aware and so, and you worry a lot, you can actually become 
attuned to, to things more and that can sort of make you become a highly sensitive person from what I've read. Um, but I don't know whether I was just born with it or whether it, something did happen. Uh, I don't know. I think this is really interesting because, right, I'm asking this question because I actually believe that a lot of my listeners, I attract a lot of the certain listeners who probably, you know, your go-getters, your believers, your dreamers, you know that you can have more. Mm. Um, and most people are starting to draw themselves into their personal growth and their personal development. And I truly believe that we all have this consciousness and this awareness inside of us, but some of us are more spiritually open. And I don't like to always home in on the spiritually open and the woo-woo side of things because I want to make this as relatable as possible to the listeners who aren't quite there yet. But I truly believe that like, I am an incredibly sensitive being because I am such a spiritual person. And I, I, you know, I truly believe with my work that I'm a bit of a vessel sometimes, you know, like I'm here to give a purpose, to give a message that I was put here to give. Like some people believe that some people don't. So it's really interesting to understand that um, because there's also elements where you talked about like being in environments where you can't let us find it overwhelming. And I have clients who are particularly like anxious in social environments. They're introverts. That's just who mm. they are. And they like yeah. being on their own. Me, myself, I'm actually someone who loves being in like big spaces and around loads of people. But if I'm in a certain energy type or mm -hmm. need to do something, then I stay really introverted. I need to stay away from those large environments. So right. if I'm feeling highly sensitive in my energy or I feel like I need to get my head down, for example, and record a podcast or intuitively create some content, then that's when I feel like I need to withdraw from those situations. Okay. So a lot of the things that you're talking about, and this is a topic I'm becoming more and more and increasingly like... Um, obsessed with almost in a way or wanting to learn a lot more is where you talk about how this then relates to your habits right and the things that you were talking about and holding on to so I'm gonna have you ask me those questions in a minute but for me what you're essentially talking about right is our conditioned mind so when you moved here you were like holding on to certain things now there's kind of two parts to that I think um firstly our conditioned mind is all the things that we learn through childhood or through any trauma or experiences we face. So the things that were said around you. So there's three ways that we kind of like model and experience and condition our mind. And that's from verbal conditioning. So what we hear, the things we hear around us um, to modeling. So what we see around us. So how we saw our parents look after us or how we saw maybe someone get hurt at some point or whatever. And then the third one is the experiences that you go through. Right. And through all of those things, we kind of form a kind of like filing cabinet of information of words of behaviors of habits that we see that we know are the correct ones or that we deem as like the roles that we understand which then play out in the habits that we mm -hmm. portray out in our lives so when I started realizing that I was quite super sensitive and really cared about what people thought about me I realized that was because that was a trait that I'd kind of learned from my mum my mum was so conscious of ensuring that everyone liked her and that she wasn't disliked and um, that she always like looked a certain way and was a certain way that I then learned that behavior from my conditioning and we form basically identities around ourselves so something you said about um, Tell me about how, for you, what you, were, what you were talking about when you said about when you came here and you kind of lost the control of certain things, how your self-worth went. Yeah, well, um, going back to what you said actually before about this awareness, this spiritual awareness, for one, um, I probably had all those distractions um, not allowing me to tune into that awareness. So yeah. I think um, that was that was part of it, actually, like I said, having time to think um, about things more. Um, but I, I think what sort of what you're asking is um, a, lot, a lot of that, a lot of my, um, my identity or who I thought I was, was connected to just say my basketball. So I played a high level of basketball. Um, and a lot of my, I guess, confidence came from that in one way, because like I was, I was good at it. I sort of, I enjoyed playing it. I had a team around me. So that was part of it. I was also really well, looking back now, always achieving something. So from high school, I went into law school or studied, studied law. Then from that, I had to do some placement and internships and that type of thing and then get qualified. And I did that right up to my move before I moved to England. So for me, it was always almost like safety rafts, um, from one thing to, to the next that I could achieve and that was giving me validation and then when I got to England I'd achieved all that and it was 
the way I explain it, it was just like being in open water and not knowing where I was, where before I had those life rafts and those boats to keep me safe. Um, and then I had my friends and my family. So for me, I was a good sister. I was a good friend. Um, had none of that when I came over as well. I didn't have a job. So even being in a job that validated me and made me feel like I, you know, was worthy in one way, that was all taken away. So it was actually like all my life rafts um, and all my safety nets were just gone. And it was just like me, me treading water metaphorically um, in England and trying to find myself. And, and um, that, that was a big struggle because yeah. when you think about it, yeah, it was so, it's hard. So then where do you think all of that need for validation? What, what, would, what do you think the driving force behind that all was? Um, I think from my own self um, discovery and my own sort of work, I've always felt like I, I guess, wasn't good enough. So I think, again, linking to the highly sensitive, sensitive thing, I always felt different. So I always felt the need to fit in and that I was different to other people, that I wasn't as good as them for whatever reason that was. Um, and so the need for validation was that... Um, it was getting approval from other people. So yeah. if I'm if I'm a lawyer, then ooh, she's a lawyer. Like that's that's probably what's going on inside. Um, at basketball, I was getting the validation because I, I was really good at it. Um, and I'm not really one to to sort of uh, to speak about myself like that, but I was good at it. And for me, that was a validation that way that I am good. I'm good at basketball. Um, uh, yeah. So I think for me, it was trying to prove that I was good enough in some way and trying to prove to other people that I wasn't different in, in some way as well. So just, uh, yeah, just not, not sort of liking who I was trying to get validation from other people, which yeah. is never going to, never going to end well, really. <laughs> so you're already obviously quite aware here that like all of this is like self-rooted in your self-worth, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And all kind of deeply inherent like rooted in how worthy that you think you are so we yeah. spend our lives wanting other people to like us and wanting to approve mm -hmm. us and needing a validation and actually the biggest thing I'm really looking into at the moment is we're, we're a generation of attention seekers right we're so desperate for everyone to give us attention we're yeah. so desperate and that's what it is like you know this this drive to fill up our cup with our self-worth we, we we fill it up by going hey everyone look at me I want attention and then the what those of us who actually are quite introverted or sensitive don't necessarily want to put ourselves in those situations where we need yeah. <laughs> and it all drives from our need of self-worth and I think actually what's really interesting here that you're talking about is how for a very long time you were attaching your self-worth to things mm -hmm. and the problem we have when we attach our self-worth to things so whether it's what someone thinks of you or um what job you have or um I think the biggest thing that I see at the moment is people's health. They'll attach their self-worth to how they potentially look or the gym. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the problem is, is when you attach those things to those things, your mm -hmm. beliefs to those things or your worthiness to those things, when those things go away or get taken from you, of course your self-worth goes. So when you date that guy and he goes missing or he decides he doesn't want to know you tomorrow your self-worth goes with it when Absolutely. you go to the gym and all of a sudden you get taken away from being able to go and you get injured your self-worth goes with it and I hear so often so many girls particularly with the gym one kind of saying oh you know well if I um but if, if I don't work, like they'll get injured and the universe is like giving them so many signs to stop working out. And then they'll go, but if I don't work out, my mental health goes down the drain. And that's where I'm like, well, that actually is your, is the biggest bullshit ever. Yes. yes. <laughs> Exercise absolutely helps your mental health. But the reason your mental health goes down the drain when you can't work out is because you are attaching your health and your happiness and your worth to the gym. So the Absolutely. moment that comes missing from you or goes missing from you, you no longer know where to find your self-worth and your self-accomplishment um, and your validation. And this kind of be approved. So if I was to ask you like now, and, and, and all of this, by the way, goes back to where we were talking about your identity and how mm -hmm. you form, who you believe that you are. So for so many girls I speak to, their, their identity, like you've almost formed now, that your identity is that you're a highly sensitive person. And the thing is, is it's incredibly important for us to look at our stories and our upbringing and our conditioned mind and understand our identity that we form around that. Yeah. But I would almost suggest now that like you've looked at this highly sensitive person and you've understood yourself and you've become aware of it, but your role now is to almost step away from being identified 
and allowing your identity to be well, like, well I'm a sensitive person that's that's why that happens <laughs> I think it's and that's where I think people don't take the next step in their growth is awareness is unbelievably key so you've got to look at your story look at your traumas look at your experiences and go that's why I am how I am wow that's really healthy yeah. but actually the, the key now is well how do you overcome those things if you want to overcome those things what things do you put in place so if you like what are the key things that right now you would say you're struggling most with to overcome or understand or kind of deal with uh yeah well for me probably um procrastination is, is a big one um yeah. procrastination um i've worked on sort of bits and pieces of sort of people pleasing that type of thing yeah. self-esteem stuff um definitely procrastination for me i think um is a big one particularly when uh, work, work for one but just sort of like where i want to go with with my life career-wise that type of thing so um procrastination for me yeah like i said is, is a big one um what is it about procrastination that plays such a huge role in your life like what is it what do you procrastinate on well, um, I think, well, I have an idea of, of sort of where I want to go next with my career, but it's almost like it's safer and comfortable for me to just be, be like, okay, I'll do it next year. I'll, I'll do it. I'll sort of, I'll sign up for this, this course, um, next year or next, uh, the last you know, end of the year. So I'm sort of the way I see it, I'm being very passive and not proactive. Um, and so it's showing up as, a sort of almost like a voice in my head that's like oh don't worry about it just just take it easy where actually it should be more proactive and I should be looking at courses maybe to do or um, making even a, a plan writing a plan but I'm not really I'm not really wanting to do that so there's something holding me back so I think in terms of career and how I want to um, how I want to help people, that type of thing. That's, that's definitely where it's showing up and it's, it's just not doing, <laughs> it's just not doing any, any help, any favors. What do you think the big fear is for you? Um, it's vulnerability. I think I've still got this, like, I don't want to be seen. Um, I still care what people think. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's being vulnerable because I would have to, I want to be authentic if I, if I, if I wanted to help people, I don't want to try and help people when I'm still holding back and not really being myself. So, to help people it's 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 telling people my story and, and who i am and i care about what people think still and that type of thing so vulnerability um caring what people think um and obviously fear of failure still <laughs> what was that why do you think you care about what people think um because i'm still not 100 percent aligned with myself um i think there's part of me that has this greatness and I know there's greatness in there and, and empowerment. There's this, there's this side of me that comes out now and then it's like, Oh, what, you know, that's great. But there's a large part of me that still feels not good enough for, for, for whatever I want to do. So um, I care what people think because I don't still feel like I'm set within myself. Yeah. So it's really interesting, right? I, um, there's a couple of things that you've said there. Firstly is like your fear of being seen. So I'm going to, I'm going to call out the fact here that you're, you're actually afraid because you're aware slightly, um, you're a sensitive person. So I can tell the way that you're talking, the way that you're asking me questions, the way that you're already so aware of so many things is that you're actually very aligned and you've got a lot of greatness in you and a lot to give to people. Um, <laughs> No, you absolutely have, 100%. So I would suggest that anyone who is part of my group coaching community here or clients are, are going to know exactly what I'm going to say here, but you're absolutely petrified of your greatness because you're petrified of how great you can be and you're petrified that when you shine that light, you're going to shine it so bright that it's scary. It's scary that like you're going to be out there, that people are going to see you. And that was one of my biggest fears was being seen. And I was absolutely just hiding in the darkness. You hit the nail on the head about it's comfortable in that role that you know so these conditioned mind patterns that we learn these habits that we know these things that all all this people pleasing perfectionism procrastination mm -hmm. keeping like ha making people happy uh, keeping in our is all our ego and our condition and our ego sits in our conditioned minds all these things that we learn the role that we know how to play the person we know how to be to keep us safe to keep us in that safety zone yeah. from stopping us yeah. from step out now yeah. what i want to talk about is your is um 
when you mentioned about people pleasing there, or like, you know, that you have so much to give. Now, this is where I'm incredibly inspired by understanding the difference between people pleasing and giving. So people pleasing is obviously, um, comes from the need to be liked, right? You've talked about how you don't want people to like dislike you or worry about what people might say. And this obviously comes from our need to be liked by everyone. So I still now, really have to like stop myself so often when I find myself people pleasing and there are certain friends I people please with more than I do others mm -hmm. um, and there tend to be the, the friends that maybe don't understand my world or aren't in my consciousness or aren't you know on the same like level of um, spiritual consciousness as I am so they don't just get it when I turn around and I'm like look dude like I actually really just need to be at home right now because I'm like all over the place and I need to get exactly. Whereas yeah. I have friends who, um, and, and then this is one of the biggest things I'll say about people pleasing here. Firstly, you have to please yourself first. And I always say to any of my clients, you have to be your first client. You cannot help the world until you've helped yourself. I only truly feel now like I can help people in certain things because I've healed them. Giving is the most wonderful gift, but it has to come from a place of self-worth. There has, there is such a huge difference between giving and sacrificing to give. Um, you have to give from a heart that's like overflowing and it feels so good to give and the two can get incredibly confused and one is all about lack so people pleasing is all about like you said not being enough and not being good enough so you feel like you have to have that person say oh my god thank you for doing that you're such a good friend and that always leads to ending up resenting those people. So there's kind of two things that I would say here with regards to if people pleasing is still kind of showing up in your life is firstly, you need to understand the importance of liking yourself, right? And, and being enough for yourself. Now, I truly believe, I, part of me wants us to all just go, right, enough of this self-worth stuff. It's all a story. Nothing has meaning unless the meaning, except from the meaning you give it, right? And it's very easy to say, but building up your self-worth is, is a tough job. And for me, one of the biggest ways to do it as quickly as possible is to change your story and choose to be enough. We aren't stamped when we're born. Nobody goes, right, she's worthy, she's not, she's worthy, she's not. You don't get that stamp. And I personally think that so many of us sit in that space of using that as an excuse to stop us from yeah. stepping out into our light and so we we inhibit we like inhabit and inhabit is that the right word these behaviors such as people pleasing and perfectionism and procrastination all to stop us from shining mm -hmm. all to keep yeah. us safe. they are conditioned they are old habits that our conditioned mind knows to play to introduce to make sure comes through so that you don't step into your light and mm -hmm like anything the only way you can make true change is by constantly showing up and constantly making small steps into doing the opposite for that so you've got to get aware that like changing your conditioned mind or changing any behavior is about becoming aware understanding how that's affected you so becoming aware that you're a sensitive person understanding how that's played such a huge role in so many things in your lives and understanding how that's affected your need to be able to go out, how that's affected you being able to drink alcohol. And then the change comes from disassociating yourself with it and yes. saying, I am not, that's not my identity. I am not that person. I'm going to change the story around that and use words to do so or use things to do so. So for me, I remember when I was trying to overcome people pleasing, for example, I just started to say no a lot more. I promised myself that one day I was just going to say no and I was going to ask myself before making any decision as to whether I wanted to do something or not. I'm going to sit, I'm going to ask my heart, do I actually want to do that? Does that feel good to me? to do that does it feel good to me to say yes to that person to drive half an hour to go over there to go for a walk when i could just go around the corner you know what it doesn't feel good to me and i have a really good friend as well um and client of mine um who always wants to be a good friend and i forever wanted to be an amazing friend i was always like at the beck and call of my friends i would say yes to absolutely everything to make sure that that person deemed me as a really good friend and this year i just was like you know what i am a good friend they know i'm a good friend i will always be here for them if someone needs something desperately and i am not around to give it to them then i will make as much 
like as, I will give them as much as I possibly can to be there for them but I have to put me first and so actually one of the things I don't think people talk about enough is that I have a lot more friends in my life who get it now I have mm -hmm. gone in circles with people who just like you and I are very similar and when they've promised me that they're going to come and spend an afternoon with me and go through this with me and they voice note me in the morning and they're like dude I'm really drained I did this massive healing session yesterday and I like just I don't think I can give you my everything today I'm like get it go do your thing yes that's it's so about who you're surrounding yeah. yourself with right if, if someone is going to turn around on you and say well you're a rubbish friend well are they a good friend yeah well yeah that's exactly right that's the irony of it you sort of tend to people please the people that don't serve you well anyway yeah. which is crazy <laughs> and they're the ones who i still find yeah. myself people pleasing sometimes that's it. yeah and, and that's where the real question has got to come at play here is you know ask yourself do i actually even want to be friends with this person or am i just doing it for my need to be liked because the truth yeah. is is again like you just need to like yourself you just need to approve of yourself the reason we are all chasing attention is because we're not giving ourselves enough attention and if you gave yeah, yourself definitely. enough attention, then you wouldn't need it from anyone else. And if you stopped attaching it from other, to other people, then we wouldn't drive that need to have everyone approve of us. Um, and, and this all does link back to that story. I believe that we create those stories and mm -hmm. I believe it's about being committed to going, that's actually not my story. Yeah. I am worthy. I'm gonna, instead of sitting, I, I tell myself every morning that I am enough. I still do it. I look in the mirror every morning and say, I am enough. I am worthy. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of abundance. How can I be of service today? That is my morning mantra. And it has never changed. And that really does build up your self-worth. But to build mm -hmm. up your self-worth, the actual truth is to do things like stop people pleasing. It is to do things like change your story and decide, you know what, I am worthy. Or to change your story when you're going to go on that date with that guy and say, you know what, no matter what he thinks of me, I'm enough. It, yeah, love it's that. changing yeah. your story around yeah. it. And, yeah. and, and stepping out, like for you, I can tell that you have so much to give. Um, yes. And I would say your sensitivity and your awareness is, again, and this is for another podcast episode, but you have a clear purpose now. You're wanting to help other people, right? Understand what it is to be a sensitive yes. person, how to overcome it. That all came yeah. from your story. So the beauty yeah. of looking at your story and looking at your identity is we are to learn about it, we are to to understand how it's affected us, we're to disassociate and change the story. Mm -hmm. And the beauty is that you can use that story to help others. Yeah, that's, I love that. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, it's, it's, funny, it's so funny because I was just reading um, Atomic Habits. Yeah. Uh, it's a book and he basically says to become, to achieve something, you embody what that person would do. So if I wanted to become um, a non-people pleaser, I would do what a non-people pleaser would do. Even if it feels, it feels unnatural to start with, but then you, you sort of merge into that sort of non-people pleaser and it's exactly what you're saying. It's actually taking the next step and, and doing the action that a non-people pleaser would do instead of just 
sitting with it and knowing you're a people pleaser. It's taking that next step. That's, that makes complete sense. And, and action, right, is the key. So yeah. our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings derive our actions and then our actions mm -hmm. and actions and behaviors, same thing. And then our actions get our results. That is basic psychological, that is psychology, basic psychology. There's nothing spiritual about that. Our thoughts mm -hmm. create our feelings, our feelings create our actions and our actions create our results, right? And those thoughts come from our programming. Those thoughts come from yeah. our conditioned mind where we, your initial thoughts, unless you do anything about them and you change them, our conditioned thoughts, come from what you learned, what you saw and what you experienced in growing up and becoming an adult, wherever it was in your life. And so when you change that story and you take action, you yeah. want that action to essentially be the one that you want to create the right result for. So that's the key yeah. of manifestation, right? So for example, you briefly talk, like, tell me a little bit more about your perfectionism and procrastination. Like what's, what's the issue there for you? Cause this all links to that. Yeah, um, well, definitely, I've always been um, quite self-conscious about how I looked. So that's, I, it, it wasn't always, it was probably after high school, because I, I can't remember feeling that way during high school, which is really strange. Um, it's as I've gotten older after high school, which is weird. So that would be very much like caring what I look like, um, very self-conscious with, with, with what I look like, if we were going somewhere, making sure I looked perfect. Um, and then also when it came to work and that type of thing, if there was... A project that I'd have to that I have to do. Um, if I wasn't, if I didn't know exactly how that needed to be done, it would stress me out because it, I wanted to be perfect. So I would then procrastinate. I think unconsciously because I would I wouldn't want to do it because if it wasn't perfect, I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely work um, as well. Um, but it was very much when it came to yeah how I, how I looked that was a big part for me because I did. Um, sort of what you touched on uh, earlier about going to gym and putting my self-worth in how I looked. And that has been a big change for me as well, because when I met um, my, my partner, I was what I would say the, the, the fittest, the fittest that I'd ever been. And then now I'm not probably the fittest I've ever been. And now, but, but he still sort of loves me just as much. And he's made me see that it's not about the physical you, it's who you are as a person. So that has definitely been something I've worked on, but it still shows up now and then. Um, but I would say definitely career, it shows up. Um, it shows up a lot, procrastination, perfectionism. If I don't think I can do it perfect, I won't do it or I'll stress about it. Um, and it's just, I, I see the pattern every time now, um, but it, it is awareness as well. So essentially you're saying that like, your need to be perfect shows up in in every element of your life right yeah yeah i would say so in in, in different on different scales but it for sure shows up and one i can i can nip a few in the bud but there's bigger ones that i think will take time to to work on so the thing is right perfectionism and procrastination come hand in hand, right? Perfectionism mm -hmm. will crush your productivity, right? It will, yeah. it will crush anything you do because you need the, the need for it to be perfect. Now, most people listening to this podcast will have this like drive to be perfect because most mm -hmm. of them are motivated and go-getters and want more. And naturally, when you're a high achiever, that comes with this need to, um, to have things perfect. Now, firstly, no, absolutely nobody is perfect. I always say as well that like, well, the, 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 the need to be perfect, again, is driven, driven by your ego to keep you safe. So just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, bringing awareness and going like, thank you, ego, I understand why you're doing this. But like, for me, I remember writing my Get Lit event and getting really clear and I was procrastinating the hell out of it. And I talk mm -hmm. a lot about this in my, at my last event. Um, and I, I, I witnessed, it was when I was literally trying to come up with what Get Lit meant. And I witnessed that like at the, at the, the time, every time I'm going to do something big, I procrastinate hugely. Like whenever I'm, if I'm writing a book proposal or I'm writing something that I know is going to change my life and change other people's lives, I really procrastinate instead of enjoying it and getting immersed in it. Because I know that that's when my light is going to shine the brightest. And so it's my, it's my story that keeps me safe. Um, right. And I always say like the biggest thing to people is if you do something perfect the first time, where is there to go from that? You yeah. the, the goal in life is to keep evolving and keep growing and keep becoming better versions of yourself. Keep learning where you need healing, right? For me, that is like 
the point of life is like we want to keep growing so if you launch something in your work or you start your new business and it isn't per and it's completely perfect which doesn't even exist anyway but if it wasn't completely perfect the problem you have and i have to say i did this with the get lick click i launched it and it was already like a really good version of what i thought it was going to be and it left me with not anywhere really to grow with it it wasn't perfect by no means that like we need to rebuild the site and there's certain things that we need to do but by doing by doing it so well but not having the self-worth charge as much as it should be I then removed the ability to be able to grow and expand that business, that product into a further field. So nothing, like if anything, I would say to people, like the first thing you should launch should be rubbish. It should be a rubbish version and the need to have it perfect will stop you from ever doing it at all. And we have yeah. to act before our mind even catches up with it. Like this need to be perfect is all again, back right down to your worthiness. So if you have mm. thoughts of, I am not enough, you're going to have feelings of like or, or, or thoughts of that's gonna fail or whatever it is you're gonna have these feelings of like well what's the point because i'm just not enough and yeah. what a lot of people don't realize as well is when we are these go-getters and these high achievers and we have this need to be perfect and do things amazingly a lot of that as we've already discussed comes from our need to be approved and our need for other people to like us and our need for validation and attention from everyone else but the biggest thing that changed my life was when I was like if I like my work I don't care if anyone else likes my work if I'm helping people I don't care if it's the outward person who has you know my family don't really get what I'm doing with they don't really believe not my close family but some of my extended family don't really understand self-help and self-work and I just kind of, yeah, I kind of am like, cool, that's, that's your story. That's not my story. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. No, I love that. That makes complete sense. You've got to remember that anyone's judging you or anyone that's got anything to say, they're doing it off their own story, their own thoughts, their own ego, their own conditioned mind. And when you start understanding that like your need to be approved is, is crippling you and it's keeping you from doing the things you truly love that truly light you up and truly want it. Like you have such a gift to help people 100%. And I know so many people because I know the people we're attracting and I speak to so many of these listeners every day, whether it's on DMs or emails, like so many have their like desire and drive but they they're just so afraid to step out of that conditioned mindset and i think what a lot of us don't realize is when we are striving to be super successful or striving to do all of these things instead of driving and being driven by purpose and meaning and helping people is actually our driving force is fear Mm -hmm. So your driving force, my driving force for a long time of being successful and having good money and making like being abundant and earning a good salary with my career wasn't actually because I was abundant and I was coming from love and I was understanding that I could have everything in this world. It was coming from scarcity. It was coming from fear. It was coming from if I don't have that money, I won't have security in my life because they were my deep rooted conditioned thoughts. Yeah, that makes sense. So essentially you're going into whatever it is Mike, that you want to, what you want to do and your next stage of changing and transitioning careers and wanting to help people in this sensitive that who, who identify with what you're identifying with. If you come from that with a drive of fear, of a, of a motivation of if I don't do this as well as possible, then you'll never get to the places that you want to get to. But if your driving force is joy and enlightenment and passion and meaning and genuinely wanting to help change someone's lives, all of that other stuff falls into place. Like someone asked me recently about um, like, what's your biggest goal? And my biggest goal, and I say it like before, I would never even say it. I'd keep it quiet in case it didn't happen. It was embarrassing. And now I'm like, my biggest goal this year is I want to get a book deal. I want to write a book. I yeah. want to put this out there to bigger, like that's scary to say, but I have to commit that to the universe that that's what I want. It needs to know that that's what I want. But when I then said, when someone said to me, why do you want my mom? I think it was my mum. She said to me, why do you want to write a book? My answer wasn't, I want to be a number one Amazon like bestseller. My answer was, I want to help as many. I want to help. I want to, like, I'm helping thousands. I'm helping hundreds. I want to help millions of girls. Mm -hmm. And that is your, because it's my yeah. purpose. Like, that is what I'm here to want to do. And when you are driving any of these things that you're doing or wanting to do from a deep rooted belief of like, you want to change people, your mission has to be more important than your insecurities. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that. I love this whole story thing because it's, I've just sort of had a light bulb moment where I feel like when you're saying you can change your story, it, it's almost like a practical way 
for you to get out of that victim mentality. So, oh, like, oh, right, so I've got no self-worth. Well, how am I going to change it? Where you're saying just change, be the person you want to be. And that actually gives you a practical way forward, which I love because it's not something I really thought about um, before. It's just like, right, how do I improve my self-worth? But what's my actual story? Yeah. Like, what's my actual story? Not just the labels or the things that I'm labeling myself as. What, who do I want to be and how can I change my story? Yeah. Which I really love that. But love, love that. your story. It's not about... Um, you know, your story is that you've learned that you're a highly sensitive person. Yeah. My story for a very long time was that my dad died before I was born, so nobody's going to love me and everyone's going to leave. And I yeah. sat in that victim mentality because it kept me safe. Someone else's story might be that they were ill and they've overcome anorexia or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Like, and, and that's become their identity. But all it is is all of us creating these stories to keep us safe, to yeah. stop from shining our light. And that is now something I've like become so in love with spreading is like, mm -hmm. you just simply, it sounds so blase, but you just simply have to decide that that no longer is your story. You are a yeah. sensitive person and, and you want to help people understand. It's more about bringing awareness. There are so many people I bet you who are going to have listened to this and gone, I did. I did at the beginning. I was like, Christ, I'm a highly sensitive person. I love that. I, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I can't take medicine. I can't take anything. I get yeah, allergic reactions true. to ibuprofen. Yeah. I can't take penicillin. I get a rash. I am the most, I say to everyone, like every, when I go and have a facial, I'm like, just letting you know, I'm a really highly sensitive person. Yeah. For a long time, that also became my identity. And so I, I wouldn't take a I needed to take an ibuprofen while I was away. I had such bad back, I couldn't move. And I just allowed my identity to, to, to stop me from doing it. And when I did it, you know what? Like I took the ibuprofen, it completely helped me. I got a rash afterwards and I got really ill from it for three days, but I was over it after the three yeah. days. My back was better. So it's, it, for me, I just think there is such a simple art of just going, you know what? I'm going to stamp my, if you, like, we're all waiting for someone to tell us we're worthy. And my answer yeah. is, okay, cool. Let me tell you here right now, you are worthy. Like, I'm going to appoint you worthy. Get yourself dressed up, have a ceremony, like in your bedroom and tell yourself you're goddamn worthy. Tell yourself every day, change your story of not being enough. And, and these things by every day, learning to people, like ask your, like people, please, it's, su it's such a big one, but like by doing that, you're going to tell yourself you're worthy. Your actions tell you you're worthy. Your words yeah. tell you you're worthy. It is a work that you need to do to become more worthy. This work that we're doing is to, to become our greater selves. But in saying no to someone and staying on your sofa because you desperately just needed a night in on your sofa, you 100% tell yourself you're worthy. You don't, you, don't even, you're not, you don't even realize you're doing it, but you've just told yeah. yourself that you value you more. In... Um, oh, I'm trying to think, I was going to say an experience, but I probably shouldn't because they're probably listening to it. But um, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think about like, if, you, if you're with a friend and they, they need a lot from you or they ask a lot from you or they require a lot of you and you don't necessarily always, you feel like you're always giving to that person and not getting anything back, it doesn't make you a bad friend to not yeah. do it. If you decide that you want to do something for yourself, you're just literally giving yourself a nod that you believe you're worthy. If you take a step out and launch that business that you know you have greatness to give and you know you're more than capable. I was never, ever, ever worried about whether I was capable of launching my business. That wasn't my fear. My fear was what other people would say. Yeah. By just taking that step to launching your business or taking a step to investing in yourself and getting a business coach or joining a membership or going to an event, you just automatically, subconsciously work that muscle inside of you to learn that that's the correct behavior and so the only way you can change your behavior like if you go to the gym you do you keep working the same muscles your muscles get better your muscles get bigger your muscles get leaner it's the same with your conditioned mind the more you do the desired behavior the more you bring yourself worth up naturally the more you reward a dog like yeah. i've got a puppy and I've literally, I'm, I, it's really, that's what made me think about our conditioned mind. The more you tell yourself and you become your own hype girl and you acknowledge every win that you do and go, wow, I wouldn't have done that six months ago. I'm really proud of myself. You teach your new mind, your new conditioning, your new thoughts, your new habits, that that is the correct behavior. That is now the role you know how to behave. Yes. Like, I've never told her off, not once. I only reward her when she does the right behavior. Mm -hmm. She has learned now that every time she does a wee outside she gets a treat and if she does one inside she doesn't so she wants the treat 
<laughs> positive reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, I just think we've got to just, I think I'm just mm-hmm. like so passionate about us dropping this not enough story. Yeah. And so I can just see already so many, so many things that I can change just so and, and sort of so action. Cool amazing it's crazy yeah it'd be good to be interesting um and what would you i mean it's hard because obviously we know what work we want to do and keeping that up consistently is the key is there something that you do in the moment that switches your state because sometimes it's so easy to quickly fall back in our old patterns um i struggle with that so i think i'm making progress and then it's the the next day it's like okay take the pressure off yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. we are not meant to um always be happy and we are not meant to always um i can get really incredibly hard on myself and one of my biggest things this year was more self-compassion to myself because because i'm a coach or because i help people i sometimes think that i'm not worthy of ever being upset or worthy of having um an issue that i need to overcome so my first point there would be take the pressure off yourself a little bit and and allow yourself to have those like down days or those those thoughts that don't serve you um because they are the thoughts that help you grow again. They are the lessons in that. So definitely firstly, take the pressure off yourself. Secondly, um, it is in your awareness. The more you, like the more you realize, I always say to people, get really clear about the words that you do use, the behaviors that you do do. So when I do my events, I'm like, okay, we all behave in a different way that keeps our light off. So some of us procrastinate, some of us self-sabotage, some of us negative self-talk, some of us judge others, some of us joke. I used to joke about, some of us do it all. Like some of us do all of those things, right? So we, I'm like a big fan of get clear on what you do. So procrastinate, you self judge, or you self sabotage. Or I noticed actually that like um, whenever I would get off a call or I would do a really deep, intense coaching session, I always had to have some food, and it wasn't because I was like eating because I was like stress eating. I realised I was trying to ground myself again. I bring myself back to earth. So in that awareness, I started getting clear about the words that I used. I realized I said no a lot. I realized I was um, joking about what I looked like a lot. I, I never talk badly about myself anymore. And that was all because I realized how much I was doing it. And so now if I, if I do say something like, oh my God, I'm so gross. I really believe, and you all know this, like I really believe is where you draw energy expands and what you, what you focus on expands and anything you have that you give meaning to has. So um i choose again this is basically what i would say to you is i i'm a big believer of talking out and affirming and speaking to the universe um or mm-hmm. speaking to myself and i decide to choose again so i will notice whatever i do if i do it and i do do it i'll notice that i'm procrastinating or I'll notice that i'm self-sabotaging i forgive myself immediately for it mm-hmm. and i'm literally like ha i forgive myself i know what you're and like i i bring awareness to the fact that that's my ego or my conditioned mind and then I say, thank you for like, I felt th- like, thank you for protecting me, but I choose to see with love or I choose the other way. And that, whatever words, like I'm really not precious. I really believe that everyone should find a higher power of their own understanding. So yeah, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's like, I choose to see with love or I choose to see with positivity, whatever words you guys re- resonate with and relate to, I'm not precious about it, but I, I believe in note. You'll, the more you start note when you bring awareness to what you do, you'll notice in a heartbeat when you do it, forgive yourself and choose again and just say, I choose to see with passion. I choose to see with love. I choose to do this the way I know is the real me or thank you ego for keeping me safe. I love you. I understand why you're doing it, but I'm ready to step out into the light now. Um, Another big thing is my morning ritual. Like there's a lot of talk at the moment about the 5am club. Um, and I do that, but I do it at 7am. Um, I'm lucky. I don't have to start work until 10, like, or till yeah. I one. So I granted, but every morning I say a commitment statement to myself. So I say, and when I was now mine is like, um, I'm committed to giving myself more passion, not knowing that I am worthy of love and, and like, it's a lot more focused on me and my surroundings. But last year, mm-hmm. every day I said to myself, I'm committed to stepping out into the light. I'm unafraid to be seen. I know that I'm worthy of being seen and I know the world needs to see me. I saw it from a place of if I, if I'm not being seen, I'm not helping all those people that I know I need to help. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't about me anymore. That's the point is the moment it becomes not about us, this whole need to be approved, this whole building up your self-worth, it's all so vain, not vain. It's so like self-indulgent. Yeah. And, and, and really our greatest purpose on this world and in this world, and nothing feels better than giving to others. Yeah, so I agree. 
if that works for you and you can reframe it as by me procrastinating and not starting my business I'm going full throttle into like launching it all I am doing is being a disservice to the people I want to help because they yeah, need that's so, true. so many people need to hear your words around being sensitive. So many people need to understand that that's what they are and that it's okay to, to, to be the girl who I cannot drink like my friends can drink and they <laughs> think I'm weird and yeah. I think I'm weird. But if more understanding was brought that like, yeah, I have a completely different nervous system and I believe that nervous system is built like that because I am more spiritually aligned when yeah. I don't drink and when I, you know, so yeah. that's just, gonna, it's giving me goosebumps. It makes so much sense. <laughs> like, your question. Yeah, for sure. It's just given me sort of for once, like for one awareness, huge yeah. thing. And I love how you, I love how you thank the old habit, the old, the yeah. ego. I love that because it, it, you do, you have this fight with it and this battle with it. A lot of the time it's like, no, I want to be this person. I want to, come from a spiritual place from my soul not from my ego but thanking it is softer approach it seems it seems like a much better way to do things forgiveness amazing and awareness um and i love this morning ritual actually i've started as well but i'm not as consistent it depends but i think that makes a difference don't be don't be holding that is the biggest yeah don't be hard yeah. on yourself if you're not doing your morning ritual every day. One of the biggest things I think actually is the problem with the self-development world is we can get so caught up in it and we can listen to every podcast and we can do this and we can do that and we can do this that we don't actually go away and do the work. And there are so many clients of mine yeah. that I've said, right, I'm putting you on a podcast ban. I'm putting you on a book ban. Like I still see a therapist every week. And my therapist said to me yesterday, she went, well, I said, my intentions this year are more self-care. And she said, what is self-care to you? And I said, reading more writing more taking and she went i get that those things fill you up but she was like you're so self you're so well read what if it wasn't anything to do with that (laughs) last year i put myself on a three-month ban i didn't listen to any podcasts or any and and read any self-development books and i've only just gone right and back into this now i want to and it's coming from a place of i want to learn and educate myself to teach others rather than fill my cup up um and I, I just I just think that sometimes we're leaning into this self-development world exactly as we are with the other stuff. We're getting it wrong in terms of, we're seeing it as though we see our exercise. If it's becoming another control element. It's becoming another thing that we hold on to. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. not the point of it. Like The point of it isn't that you then need to feel guilty if you haven't meditated in the morning or you're a bad person if you're not listening to podcasts or reading books. Like It doesn't need to be another safety net for you that stops you from doing. It needs to be something that you truly believe is all it is doing is helping you find that that greater version of yourself that's already there tapping mm-hmm. into understanding why you are the way that you are and yeah we all need to make friends with our ego she's she's just doing she's just trying to keep you safe and yeah. she's just trying to stop you from being her and stop you from failing but we know that you know there's there's greater things come when you put yourself out of your comfort zone and and with the people pleasing i also think there's a lot going on in this industry at the moment about well if someone doesn't serve you remove them and i think that's a really flying comment i have absolutely removed some people in my life who really were not serving me i.e were deliberately trying to make me not feel good but then a lot of the others i've just distanced how much Mm. energy i give to them or i only give them energy when i'm in the right energy and then i but the, the key part that people should be focusing on is spending more, not spending less time with people who don't serve you. It's spending more time with people who do light you up. Again, if you're focusing on your lack and what you don't have, all you're doing is drawing attention to it. Like, yeah. But if you focus on the greater things and you put yourself in environments where you are being like, this is why I love the Get Lit Click so much because the girls in there, a lot of them don't even use the business coaching resources. They're just connecting with one another. They all went for brunch on Sunday together because they're obsessed with being around people who are on that same wavelength. Mm-hmm. If so I can true. get everyone, yeah. and that's even with the events, like in the, in the March event, I want more people to meet each other and to like connect because it's mm-hmm. so powerful you no longer need to people please someone who's on the way same wavelength as you at all. That's true. That's that's that says it all basically. Yeah. <laughs> just if if someone's in happy within themselves and as you said on on the same sort of vibration or sort of wavelength, then you do you don't you don't feel the need to get validation from them. It's 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 so funny you say, you say that. I love that though. So ask yourself next time you're wondering what someone thinks of you. Ask yourself if you really value what that person actually thinks of you. Ask yourself if there's someone you know and and 
those people who have something bad to say are the people who aren't showing up. We only ever judge people based on what we are still healing. And I, and that was like the biggest thing for me. If I notice that someone's irritated me, I always ask myself, why and even if it's someone who like i'm starting to find myself get really irritated with people who are really in that unlit low energy place that yeah, low yeah. Energy field. and i have had to stop myself because the reason it triggers me so much is because i'm i'm, I'm like oh my god i'm so angry that i was that person once uh, okay yeah it makes so much and actually, sense i'm like no 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 becky your whole job is to help those people go from there and rise up like be there be as much of a support as you can be love them honor them tell them it's going to be okay and know that they're going to find their own like their own journey whenever they can but at the moment i'm like i can't be in a room with someone who's always ill or always negative I, I, because i'm like oh that was the girl i used to be and i hate her yes. yeah. <laughs> i don't hate her she was so i'm only here because of her I'm only well, exactly. my job because of her. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But it, it's funny how it, it's certain people can trigger part of you for certain people. Um, and yeah. I'm noticing that as well. But you've sort of articulated it a bit better. Um, so it's not it's not cutting people off. It's just being mindful of where you're putting your energy, yeah. and that's and that's all part of it as well. Looking after you, putting you first. Yeah in order to help other people down the line, I guess, um, in the long run. So, Amazing. Makes sense. so what three things are you going to go away and do after this podcast or implement? Well, definitely the, um, definitely the forgiving the ego when I do. So if I am procrastinating or if I did am people pleasing or something like that, I'm definitely going to forgive my ego and say, um, and say thank you and sort of move from a place of, um, ego mindset for love. So that will be helpful in a day-to-day -day basis um, because I'm, I'm finding, I am becoming more aware when I'm doing things, but I just don't have the tool to, to change it all or sort of um, channel that in a different way. So I'm going to do that. Um, I think, uh, I think I'll have a look at my, my story and see actually, actually sort of articulate it better and, and put it down um, a bit more black and white because Although I know I'm a highly sensitive person and I know that sort of drives a lot of the things I do, I want to sort of, as you said, take that next step yeah. and um, see how I can uh, look to help people and not just sort of sit in, in my story and actually take that somewhere and, and um, embrace it a bit more. Yeah. So I'll definitely do that. Um, and I think oh, you touched on being more compassionate. I think that's something I can do as well uh, because I too, do tend to be hard on myself and I do try and again try and be perfect in what I'm doing and and get wrapped up in this development sort of thing but I think just taking it slow more compassion and um embracing I guess who you are but also looking at where you want to go and, and how to move yourself forward yeah. because I don't want to sort of just be in be limited forever I want to sort of yeah take take on board what you've said and actually move forward in life and not just um play it safe all the time so that's what I'll be doing. Uh, yeah, it's just been it's just been so insightful. So I loved what you've said, and it's sort of I've read I've read a lot of, of sort of the things you were saying, but the way you said it and the way you've put it into real life context makes all the difference. Um, and I hope there's I hope if there's people out there who are highly sensitive, they don't they realize that it's not it doesn't have to be a victim thing. It doesn't have to be I'm highly sensitive. I have to hide from the world. Actually, awareness is everything because I'm still I can still empower myself in many ways. It's just knowing how and when to do that and not feeling guilty if you have to, as you said, sit in, not go out and stuff. Um, so it's not, it's not this weak thing that people think you're sensitive. It's definitely not. It's actually, it's actually a gift because you can be more intuitive and pick up subtleties and help more people. Yeah. So I hope if there are people who are highly sensitive and feel guilty about and, and are feeling guilty about saying no to social events or saying no to drinking or, or sort of struggling with these battles with, with people and people's, um, judgments that they realize that it's it's in your hands and you can empower yourself in different ways so um i yeah i did sort of start um i started an instagram page called the highly sensitive helper so it's the hsp helper and it's it's just, just something i did um when it, it's the empowered part of myself the non-ego part of myself i started it when i felt like it was something i wanted to share with the world and um it's just little things like um, tips for highly sensitive people it's also a lot about um, habits and um, sometimes why we're doing things particularly from a highly sensitive person's point of ang like, angle so um, feel free to 
feel free to jump on that, have a look. I've only got something like 170 followers, <laughs> but it's, it's fun. It's an outlet for me as well. And I think as a highly sensitive person, you need an outlet. So that's my little outlet. Um, but I can't thank you enough, Becky, honestly. That's amazing. It's and cool. honestly, like the point of this, and I truly, truly believe that our power, our purpose, our, 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 our magic lies in our story. I think that the mm -hmm. job is to identify your story then and, and bring awareness to it, then disidentify yourself from it and know that it isn't who you are and actually is your purpose. Like your magic's gonna come from this and I yeah. hope that you can take this away now and just truly believe that the world needs your help and there are hundreds and thousands of highly sensitive people out there who are gonna need help from someone like exactly you who understands it and you're a giver you're a gift you're a giver and like you just you just said yourself it's that, that magic is your gift it, 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 oh, I, I truly believe that our light our light is in our darkness and that you can't have fear without magic you can't have, they come to get come together whatever it is that you're incredibly afraid of is your gift and and that is why we're so afraid of it because it's our gift and that's why <laughs> everything shows up and our ego stops us from going there and I think yeah I'm so grateful that you came on here and had this conversation and it's a conversation I've wanted to have um discussions about as well and I think it will lead on to to even homing in even more on some of these particular points on different mm. podcasts but thank you so much Hayley and definitely go and check her out on Instagram so what is it the, the, the highly sensitive helper it's the h the hsp helper HSP. um Okay, we'll make sure yeah. we have a link to this bio as well. Oh, thank, you. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Great. Um, you've been amazing. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us. And I all of our listeners out there, good. thank you too for tuning in. And um, if you have any questions, you want to reach out to Haley and ask any questions or if anything resonated with you, please do get in contact. Um, and let us been listening to the get lit with becky raven podcast thank you so much for tuning in today please feel free to head to beckyraven.com to access my free downloads that come with this podcast plus head to either my profile or the get lit inc profile on instagram to share your stories lessons and breakthroughs with me because i want to hear from you if you're a business owner expert or entrepreneur head to getlitinc.co.uk to find out more about how we can help you grow your business in the meantime Please do rate and review our podcast so that we can bring you more motivational witness. Thank you so much again for listening. Go get lit, hun. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.